This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Paul Parsons, president of the board of Trails for All. Paul moved here from Fort Collins some years ago. He was a pastor and has a background in managing group dynamics and conflict resolution. He's head of Trails for All, a 501c3 nonprofit focused on enhancing the trail experience for all of us. Paul, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Gary. It's great to be back. Now, you're a serious hiker. It's now June. We're moving into the summer hiking season. When you think of a hike these days, which ones come to mind? Music Pass. I think it's just the most stellar trail hike. It's a good alternative to the lake hikes, which tend to be longer and uh, a lot more elevation gain. So uh, love to go there first. Can I cross the creek to Lake of the Clouds these days? I think so. I haven't uh, tried to do that myself, but uh, I did cross Dry Creek the other day, and it had a lot of water in it. My dog walked right through it, and <laughs> I was able to walk across a log. So I think Lake of the Clouds is probably opening up. We're past the strongest amount of the uh, runoff we're going to get, probably. Uh, that sounds about right. Uh, you've been on Valley View several times, but remind folks in Radioland what the original catalyst was for Trails for All. What, what's your mission? You know, Charles Bogle was uh, uh, involved in the economic de development folks, and they were writing a grant proposal, and they thought, you know, we ought to, we ought to include in this the need in our area for a trails kind of organization. And so they did. And even though it did not bring them any money that would substantiate or get a, um, uh, an organization like this started, Charles used that as a springboard to get people together. And uh, so a bunch of people started meeting together. And out of that came the impetus and the momentum for organization that we now have. About a year later, we incorporated and became a nonprofit in 2018 and elected a board, and, and we've been going kind of great guns ever since. Now, with COVID, there was this safer-at-home approach. How did that affect the trails? That's really a great question. What we noticed was that as um, we got to the summer of 2020, and it started to back off. The COVID started to back off a little. People started showing up in large numbers, uh, and they wanted to be left alone. They wanted to camp. They wanted to be on trails where they could have basically um, spacing. So we ran into a lot of people that way, and they we would you know stand and talk with them for a while, you know, twelve, fifteen feet away from each other. And what we found was that people were just hungry for freedom, for any kind of open space. One thing I'm always impressed about in this area is that if you hit one of the trails, even fairly close to town on a weekday, literally you can do the whole hike and never see anyone. Yeah. I've hiked all across the country. That's a rare phenomenon. It is such a wonderful gift that we still, on weekdays, can have trails to ourselves. It's one of the things that we dread about summer, my wife and I, because we go, oh my gosh, pretty soon we're going to have people everywhere. But if you just pick and choose your trails well, and especially day of the week, 
there's so much solitude still to be gained. Now, it's coming to trail maintenance season as the snow dissipates. It seems like there's a lot of trees down. What are your plans? And how is this year compared to others? I've never seen anything like it. Uh, you'd have to ask Jeff Uthier from the Forest Service if he's ever seen another year as bad as this. But in terms of downed trees, we talked to a guy just the other day. He'd been up to Lake of the Clouds. Uh, there's still snow up there, but he made it all the way to the top. He said there's 160 trees down up in the upper region, and that's wow. not even counting down below. I talked to Jess, who's on... Um, He's the, their summer uh, seasonal staff for the Forest Service. I talked to him last night, and he said yesterday he was on Goodwin Trail, and he did two miles of clearing, took him a whole day, and it was 74 trees down, and that's on the lower part, up to the meadow. Wow. That's a lot amazing. of trees. I think we probably got well over 1,000, maybe more like 2,000 trees down, and so we've got a lot of work to do. What are the plans for trying to clear some of the trees? Do you have a schedule? Do you let volunteers know that on certain days we're going to be in certain areas? Uh, what we do is we create work crews. And so we have people sign up with Chuck Zier, who's uh, one of our board members, and that's Z-I-E-H-R. He's the trail maintenance coordinator. And we set up work crews. We've got one this coming Saturday on the 18th of June, and we have another one on the June 25th. We have another one on July 15th. Um, they're sprinkled through the summer, and we're given our assignments by the Forest Service. And so we're going to go go as far up to Comanche as possible this Saturday on the 18th. Okay. And then Venable on the 25th, and then I think it's Cottonwood on July 15th. And what's an average crew size? Well, some years we've had as few as four people on a crew from time to time, but we love them to be six to ten, and I know that I'm supposed to have ten to twelve on my work crew on this coming Saturday. Okay. I remember my first work crew, and uh, Bob Moose was ah, always yes. at the top of the hill first, and he was quite a bit older than yes. any of us. Are his saws still in use? Do you know? I don't know. I, if so, I haven't seen them. It's possible that one of the crosscut saws that some people are certified to use, that may be one from his vintage, but I don't think so. <laughs> so if folks out there in Radioland were interested in joining up on a crew, they would uh, just uh, contact Chuck? Yeah, they would, yes. He would love to hear from anybody. And, uh, or you can write me at pparsons60 at gmail.com. Great. Let me ask about your new trail book. Uh, that, oh, yeah. that is quite uh, the work, and putting a book together like that takes a lot of effort. How did that come about? It came about because one of the members of our board, Herb Kober, Herb is just uh, a, a guy who has so many different skills in, in the business area, and he works well on computers and whatnot. He said, let's write some trail summaries. And uh, and then that was picked up on as an idea from uh, Jordan at, over at the Tribune. And he said, if you guys uh, start producing these, we'll run them in the paper. And then that e eventually emerged into us accumulating enough to be able to create our first edition, which came out last year about this time. And that hiking guide has 23 hikes in it, I believe it is. 
in both the wets and the sangres. And um, we sold, I don't know, 300 copies last summer. Right now, we're doing one-page trail summaries of nine different very popular hikes that will be on sale as of, I think, next week at All the Range. And we're behind the scenes, we're going to work on a new formatted second edition with more hikes in it for next year. It will be in a handbook size as opposed to sort of a big letter size. So those single sheets, someone could come in from out of town, Yes, uh, he, talk with Tom, and he might recommend a hike. And, oh, by the way, here's an inexpensive yes. trail map. They really are suited for just that need. Somebody who doesn't want to buy a whole trail book but really would love to go on a great hike. So could you suggest a few hikes for those of us who are in the Gibson, Comanche, Venable, Horn rut? Uh, (laughs) uh, Those are popular hikes. They're great. But there's a lot more out there. Yeah, there really is. And, uh, of course, I would immediately say if you haven't been up Music Pass and you have access to a high-clearance four-wheel drive vehicle, you need to go. Because you you go up to the upper parking lot, then you walk a mile and a quarter over to the edge of the lip that uh, is over this incredible, beautiful meadow. And then across from you is a set of 13ers that are just stellar. Uh, It's a a treasure. And so I would recommend that if people aren't doing that already. I'd also recommend if you can go up in a non-mosquito season, a Medno Pass, and I also would recommend in the wets, Apache Peak. Of course, Greenhorn is great. It, you know, there's no trail that takes you exactly to the summit, but it, the the trail finding or the trail making of your own is so simple, and mm-hmm. the views are spectacular uh, in every direction. <laughs> Uh, that's become one of our favorites, even though it's a long drive to get over there. It sure is, yes. <laughs> Let me ask about SEEK. It yes. was put together for uh, kids. Uh, describe that program for us. Uh, Sangre Environmental Education for Kids, SEEK, was the brainchild of Tom and Torin Dimmler, who uh, own All the Range. And they got funding through the Children's Education Fund. That is The Children's Health Fund. Health Fund, yes. And so the initial program was 2019, and then, of course, the pandemic shut everything down. So we've lost out on the 20 and 21. We're back to expecting that we're likely to be uh, having some expression of SEEK happen this summer. And if you would just pay attention to... Probably it'll be in the paper. It'll be certainly on the Trails for All website. We're the physical sponsor for it. We're uh, the sponsoring agency. And so if you'll just find Trails for All, you'll find something about SEEK on there. And do you recall the age of the kids? I know that it's been elementary school kids. Mm -hmm. uh, that They want to expand it because they really would love to have junior high and high school age students going out and hiking, and basically doing nature walks and whatnot. I don't know that they're going to be able to expand into that this summer or not. Okay, uh, that's fair. Paul, as we run out of time, what have we forgotten? The one thing that I would dearly love to be able to say is that in Trails for All, I've had the opportunity to work with some of the greatest people I've ever met. 
the, the board of Trails for All is a good example, but the, the range of volunteers that's bigger than that, they're just wonderful, caring people who are intelligent, who are fun to be around, who are great to build memories with. And if you ever get an, an opportunity to either come to a board meeting or to work on a work crew, don't miss the opportunity because if you're looking to make friends in this valley, this is a great place to do it. Great. And thanks to all of your volunteers and you at Trails for All for keeping the trails clear and make them, making them more accessible through the maps, etc. Yeah, thank you. It's a great joy. I tell you, getting to do this is uh, one of the great privileges of my life. Paul, thanks for visiting. Thanks for having me, Gary. I appreciate you from time to time having me on. It's always good to catch up. We've been visiting with Paul Parsons, president of the board of Trails for All. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 6 p.m., and again on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. I'm walking on a rainbow.